I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. And welcome to episode 97 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here as always with Sarah Powers. And today we're talking about your car, whether it's a minivan or a mini Cooper or something enormous. (laughs) Um, We're just going to talk about what we're driving and what we love about it and, you know, just everything about cars. Yeah. I don't think we've we, handled this topic before. No, moms spend a lot of time in their cars. And yes. kids spend a lot of time in the car these days. So, yeah, we're going to talk about what we like to listen to, what we like, you know, how we like to drive. And there's actually a lot, there's a lot to this, I think. Yeah, it's like our little mobile home. Yes. Away totally. from home. So, yeah. So, you want to, I mean, I know I have a newer car. Yeah. Um, that I would not mind talking about, actually. Let's, let's hear about it. When did okay. you get it and what is it? So, well, let me do the little backup here, like a little background. So um, up until uh, October of last year, I drove basically any car that a family member had and didn't want anymore. <laughs> I always ended up with sort of like these hand-me-down family cars. So I drove a mini, like I drove a station wagon for a long time, and then a minivan for a long time, and then I had a Yukon. The Yukon just got really old and had problems with the four-wheel drive, and it just was getting, it was just getting a little ridiculous. And the fact is, I really don't need a car that can hold seven people all the time anymore. I don't, that's not really the reality of our lives. It used right. to be we really had to have a car that had room for everyone. And now I, it's very, very rare that I actually have more than two or three kids with me in the car at any given time and when we go on vacations um i'm leaning towards renting cars anyway because it just it seems cheaper and then you can kind of beat the car up a little bit and drop it off when you're done so anyway i kind of i had to justify this not going out and getting another minivan or another huge suv and really just decided i want to get a car that's for myself that's for something i love to drive that doesn't say mom doesn't scream you know mom car or whatever so i ended up i went to the um to the dealership by myself. I really didn't know what I wanted going in. I knew I kind of wanted a small um, SUV or crossover, but I just, I wasn't sure what kind. And I walked in and test drove a couple different ones and then saw the um, Jeep Cherokee and just really loved the way it looked. So I now have a 2017 Jeep Cherokee and I love it. It's all black. Black. It's all black, like everything. There's not even any chrome on it. It's like just, the kids apparently call that murdered out. So that's what I that's what I say about my car. You drive a murdered it's out. Straight up murdered out. So um I love it. Man, I love getting in that car. It's so funny because now I do stuff like go to the car wash all the time. I yeah. never used to go to the car wash. I now have a membership at the oh, car wash. Nice. Like a punch card. <laughs> it's you just you just drive up wow. and it's like as unlimited washes. So, you know, here in Michigan there's a lot of salt on the roads. Okay. And it can really screw yeah. up um, the underside of your car. So I was sometimes going one time I remember asking someone, like, would it be weird to go twice a day to the <laughs> car wash with that? I find it very there's something very therapeutic about it. It's not far from my house and it's like right by the uh, the grocery store. So like every time I was kind of passing by I think well I'm just gonna just go through the car wash why not and just knowing I'm coming out with one little piece of my life yeah clean and shiny (laughs) and completely like perfect and reset it was kind of like a little reset button there's all these things in your life that's out of control but I can I can control how my car looks I don't know it was it's really weird it kind of makes me laugh because I never would have thought I'd be that person I get it I totally think this episode is going to be one of those where our phases of life reveal themselves like you just enough ahead of me wait till people hear about my 
mess of a car but that's because you you know you've done your time with, I lived it you know I lived in a car, car that and, yeah yeah and I lived in a car that smelled like stale milk and french yeah. fries all the time <laughs> for years um so that's definitely been part of my life too and now I'm a little more strict about what the kids are allowed to do in the car I'm a little weirder about having the animals in the car I mean they have to be sometimes and yeah. I deal with that but I'm just a little more protective of that space for myself now, but that's because I'm in a phase of life where I can be. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Well, I drive a minivan, and it's funny. My my backstory is that there's so many moms who just really, like, moan and groan about, like, submitting to the minivan days. Like, right. It's usually when you're having a third kid or sometimes for some people with a second kid. I just never had, like, the stigma against a minivan. I guess I just knew my whole life that I'd probably end up driving a minivan. It doesn't bother me. I was never, like, a yeah. cool car type person. Um, I do definitely feel like, at least where I am, there's, like, SUV moms and minivan moms. And I oh, don't that's know so why. funny. Like, I just feel like, and I don't know what... I don't know how else I would describe those two groups, but I feel like there's people who don't want to drive a minivan and have, you know, a big SUV of some kind. And then there's totally the minivan. I like the minivan because it feel it does not feel huge to me when I drive it. But right. it seats. Ours can seat eight if we need to. So ours has, it's a Toyota Sienna. I think it's a 2015 we traded in our last minivan sooner than expected because we um, got a really good deal. So uh, so we had a minivan for about three years and then got a really, really good trade-in deal and ended up getting a new one sooner than we really needed to. But um, So ours has like the two captain's chairs in the second row, which I really like, um, and then a third row. And there's a little jump seat that can snap into the second row. So if we need to, um, and we don't keep that in regularly because um, it makes it hard to crawl into the third row, but if you need to, it can seat eight total so two rows yeah three um and i like it i i like toyota cars i've had several of them um and i like my minivan i'm happy you know i never i never really got um i never really understood the the stigma about the minivans either i for me it was like that that's where i was in life like i drove a dodge caravan for i don't know five or six years i loved the functionality of it i loved how things opened with like a push of a button i loved that the doors didn't swing out so i didn't have to worry all the time about my kids smacking into someone else's car yeah um i loved that the seats were low enough that you didn't have to like you know in the yukon like little children could not get themselves into my car it was constantly me boosting everyone up and it was just a like kind of overkill and i you know i don't want to drive a minivan for the rest of my life i'm over it but during the time i was driving it i just found it to be really convenient and um just manageable size plenty of room for all of our stuff but not too much space i mean i just really liked it i never had a problem with it i like mine too So. so and i also like you never thought of myself as like a brand car person or a fancy car person at all. I didn't care at all about cars. So for the fact that I've kind of glommed onto getting a nice car as my, I don't know, midlife mom crisis thing or something. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny to me, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm on the same page. Um, so do you have any past cars that you've drived that you've either loved or hated? Like, um, obviously you love your car now. I do. No, well, I've, I really hated most of my cars because there's been something wrong with every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but probably out of all of those, the, the, the caravan was probably the one that had the least stuff go wrong. Okay. And that was just suited my life really well when I had it and, and really worked, was really functional mm-hmm. for, for me. Um, no, other than that, you know, I had a VW when I first, my first car was a Volkswagen Golf mm-hmm. and, um, it was fine. It was old. It made sounds when I drove it. It yeah. smelled funny at all times. <laughs> like it smelled like there was something broken. That's the only way I can put it. Like probably if you smelled that <laughs> smell now, it would take you back to like an entire 
like set of memories. Yes, you're so right. I I had a Ford, a little Ford hatchback station wagon for a while, which was fine. I drove a Saturn for a little bit. Remember those? Saturn? Yes. I drove one of those for a little bit. That was fine. But I've never had a car that I was like, wow, this really feels like me or this is a car I would have picked because I didn't pick any of those cars. Right. They just, right. they, they happened upon my life and they were cheap. So I got them. Available to you. Yes, I exactly. really like, I am a Toyota loyalist if, you know, when I've had the opportunity to be, but I had a RAV4 when we just had one and two kids. Um, and that is a great, they're not the most attractive of cars, but they are small and yet have a deceptively large amount of room. And I did really like driving that car. We've talked about how I'm like spatially challenged and you are too in parking lots right. and stuff. So, Oh, I, it's really important that I not feel like I'm driving a boat because it makes it worse. So yeah. the RAV4, it would be too small for us now, but I, I give it my two thumbs up of approval. It has a huge trunk area. Like the trunk is like the size of a standard SUV trunk. It opens, it opens sideways instead of up and you can just put a ton of stuff in there. Um, and it's just a comfortable, but it's a very petite little like small SUV. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny how like, um, some people are brand loyalists and some people don't care. Yeah. I live in Michigan, so I have to say that the the U.S. like made car thing is kind of right. a bigger deal. Although I know that it's also kind of false to say like pretty much these days, most cars are in some way produced here anyway. Right. Or in some way produced overseas in some way. Right. So it's like right. there's no there's not there's the purity of the brands anymore. Yeah. Um, but most people around here kind of it's like a point of pride to yeah, drive. I, GMs or Fords. And then people are very, you know, people are very big on liking General Motors or Ford, you know, not right. both, which right. is, I don't care I about that either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really care. I think mine is a GMC. I don't even know like what Jeep, what it falls under. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how that's It's pretty darn American. So yeah. 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 Funny. Well, do you have a favorite feature of this new Jeep? Oh man, I love them all. Well, this was the funny part when I was shopping for the car. Um, I went in with a, you know, a budget in mind, what I wanted to spend and what I didn't realize is the way the packages are laid out makes it really hard to kind of pick and choose and whittle away because everything's packaged together. So I knew I wanted um, heated seats and I ended up getting the one with the heated wheel. Um, This is the steering wheel. It's got, yeah, it's got the remote start, which is really important up here because I will wake up sometimes with snow all over my car. And the last thing I want is to have to go and start, you know, a cold car and scrape cold windows. So I use that a lot. Um, Oh gosh. Yeah. Everything in it. It's like, it's kind of funny actually the first time because it tells me everything, it's got so much functionality and like, it kind of like tells you when you did an oil um, change and all stuff like that. So the first time I had to get gas, I was on my way from Chicago back to Michigan and I just forgot the car would ever need gas. It just kind of seemed like it would just do that for itself. I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about it. And it never said, like, you're getting low or, hey, dummy, like 100 more miles or something like that. So I'm driving in there's this town called Hammond, which is right yep, before Gary. I know Hammond. Uh, you know yeah. Hammond. And it's not very it's not super nice no, around not there. But I looked I happened to look down and saw that I was down to one bar of gas. And I don't know what that means in this car. Right. So I was yeah, like, I have car, no you don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what that'll get me. And it didn't seem to say anywhere. And I was driving, so I couldn't kind of scroll through all the screens on the panel. So I had to make a snap decision. Like either I'm going to get gas in Hammond, not ideal. Um, I'm going to take, I'm just going to hope for the best or I'm going to have to stop in Gary. So I stopped in Hammond (laughs) because I didn't want to end up in some random place in Gary, but 
it was just kind of a funny moment. I was like, oh, so this card doesn't just do everything. It doesn't, it doesn't do everything for you. No, I have no. to ask, when you say it tells you things, does it tell you with a voice? <laughs> no, no, just it just... Indicators. Okay, it's I don't know indicators. smart this card. You know, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a feature someplace on my car. And the other funny thing about me is I'm always like a good enough is good enough kind of a person. Right. So... I've never, I will not tap into most of the functionality of my car. I know I won't. Like, right. I'll kind of get to the basics, and then there's going to be a lot of things it could probably do for me that I'll never know because I'm not going to bother learning right. it. So who knows? Maybe it would talk to me if I asked it to. I bet it would. I bet nice. its voice would be really nice. <laughs> we know you talk to Google already. That's true. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I should try. Um, okay, so let's talk about keeping these cars clean enough. Wait, you didn't talk about your car's oh, favorite feature. Oh, I didn't. Features. Oh, oh no. my favorite feature. Oh, you're right. I totally didn't. My favorite feature is my remote starter. And I got an aftermarket remote starter. Now, you might be wondering, because I don't live in a cold weather place, but we lived in Arizona for 10 years, and having kids get in a car that is literally like 145 on fire, on yes. the inside. And it takes just as long to cool down a car as it does to heat up one. It takes a long time for the AC to actually work. So when we bought our first minivan, we got an aftermarket remote starter that they installed at the dealership. And then when we traded it in, they were able to transfer that over. So it's some kind of product that it, it, it works like my key fob, but it's not, it was, did not come from the car company. So it's an app. Yeah. And that was something I had to decide. Like when I was getting the car, there was like this package and the remote starter came in the package. I didn't really want the whole package. And now that I think I can't remember what will, what else was in that package, right. but it was all stuff I didn't care about, but they did say, you know, if you're going to end up getting it, you might as don't wait and then get the aftermarket because it'll end up costing you as much as the whole package. So I have like extra features and bells and whistles in my car that I just kind of got because they came right along with other stuff. Yeah, I did not opt for leather seats. I just didn't care. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like. And I you said down south, no one gets them, right? Because yeah, they're really hot. Yeah. yeah. When it gets hot, yeah. Um, no, the remote starter is so great though. And when you when you are using it in a hot climate, when I would tend to use it most would be like if I'd been in the grocery store for a while or out running errands and the car had been sitting in a parking lot. Because in the driveway, in, in my garage, the car would not get quite as hot because it's okay. covered. But if you'd been out at Target for an hour or something and it's sitting out there on the blacktop, that's when it gets super, super, super hot. And so I could be checking out in the checkout line at Target with, you know, three little kids with me and a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. And the thought of going out to that car and getting them in it it's just awful and it's yeah it's six months of the year so that's when I would use the remote starter it's like in the checkout line and yep. it worked up it's supposed to work up to a mile away I've never used it that far away but if you are if you've parked your car and walked a distance um you can still use it and then it'll start and the air conditioning will just come on at whatever settings you last left it on. Right. So I even got really smart and I would like crank everything right before, you know, we got out of the car so that when I used the remote starter, it was just blasting AC and it just made it made a huge difference. It's really those of those moms out there who are dealing with super hot weather climates and little kids getting in and yes. out of the car. You, it's just it is bad. And I know winter is bad, too. I just don't have the. Yeah, it's just it's it's bad in a different way. It's bad. Yeah. And like, I don't want to get in my car and have to wait five minutes before it's warm enough for me to even like put my hands on the wheel. Right. Um, this just kind of moves mornings along a little bit. I also we'll say that mine comes with like an app where apparently I could start my car anywhere in the world. Oh, wow. I just don't know why I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> like the sales guy was describing this feature to me and I said, okay, but why would I, okay, so let's pretend I'm in California and my car's in Michigan. Why would I want to start my car? Yeah, I feel like there's so much more that could go wrong with that right. than go right. <laughs> this just seems like a really bad idea. And it's not like then, it's not like a 
if I didn't leave the keys at home and someone else needed to use the car, you know, it's not, I don't think it would drive right. when you remotely started that you still have to then like start it again. Right. So to make it really go. So I, I just, I can't really figure out why I would do that. So no, I, I haven't downloaded that app. <laughs> like really start up the car. Hey kids, get in. Yeah. Why don't you play around in mommy's like warmed up car? Yeah. I well, can not I, even in the same yeah, state. Well, I, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it's really Agreed. weird. Um, okay. So now let's talk about keeping things yes. clean enough. And the emphasis is on enough for me. Cause I will just come right out and say my car is not that clean. And I don't feel that bad about it because it's my space. It's different than my house. I do. Right. I do get kind of self-conscious if I feel like my house isn't up to snuff, but that's different. Somebody might come over at any minute and we're all living in it together. I feel like my car is very much my space. So I have a, I have a pretty high tolerance for mess, but you have some rules, I think. I do. And I will say now, I mean, again, like anytime we're going to go on any kind of a trip that's more than an hour or two, it's not going to be happening in this car. So I feel like I can be even more strict. So when we had the Yukon, which was my car, but it was always the family car because John always drove a smaller car. Right. Um, So when we went on a, you know, a trip or whatever, I really got pretty strict about not eating in the car unless it was a long trip. Or even if we're just driving across town, I feel like kids these days, kids these days, they can't even get five minutes without having something to eat or drink. It's a little weird to me. So, you know, it'd be like, we're passing McDonald's. Oh, let's swing in and get something. I just want a frosty or a shake or something like that. And I really, I mean, not only is that terrible a terrible habit to get into for health reasons and money reasons but it also just ends up trashing your car yeah um when we did pick up takeout or i would not even let the kids like handle the bags right start poking through and pulling out fries and stuff um i would just keep it on the front seat with me and like we would go home and eat it at home or you know something i got really out of this is going to sound silly but i really got out of the habit of going into restaurants when my kids were really little like Mm -hmm. babies um, anytime I would have to unstrap them and get them yeah. out and carry them in and eat, and just I stopped doing it. And I remember recently I was like in a drive-through someplace, and I think it was William. He's like, "Why don't we just go in?" Yeah. And I was like, "What? Go in? That's insane!" And then I thought, "Why? I mean, it's yeah. easier now just to go yeah. in and faster. Like yeah. now my kids are big; it doesn't yeah. matter. But I was so out of that yep. habit um, that I just never did. So that was." good to kind of get back in the swing of things of like just getting out. So not eating in the car, not drinking in the car are, those are my two biggies really. Also just take your stuff out with you. Like when you get out, don't leave that random, like the kids know it's not, they don't need any more to have toys and books all over the car. Like they don't live in the car in that way. Um, so if they bring something into the car, they need to take it out. Right. Right. When we get home. And I obsessively go to the car wash. So when I drive through the car wash, there's that whole row of vacuums. Yeah. And so every time I'll just run up and grab the vacuum. I don't even do a great job. I'll just, just hit, bit. just hit, you know, hit the, yeah. the, um, hit the seats, hit the cup holders, which get weird. Take a couple of those wipes, like have those wipes yeah. in your, um, glove compartment and just wipe yeah. it down really quick and you know, just do it a little bit at a time, just like I do with my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it overall just stays nicer. Okay, so mm-hmm. listeners, do everything that Megan says and do not do what I do, which is like pretty much <laughs> none of those things. Like my car is pretty bad. My kids, yeah, they bring stuff in the car for no reason. Like 
And I just haven't really made it a rule not to. So, and I don't just mean food. We don't have a no eating. They do have snacks and water bottles and stuff in the car. I will say we, they don't drink a lot of anything other than water, except maybe milk at dinner. So we don't, we're not like a soda family. I might maybe have a cup of coffee with me sometimes, but I will say with drinks and the possibility of spilling, it is almost always water, which that that that's something that's saying something right. we don't have um you know juice and sticky stuff really but they are allowed to bring snacks in the car but i'm talking about like toys and books like i feel like everybody always gets in the car with something and then it always gets left and where i'm really bad is the third row so mm. the way we set up right now is violet is still in a proper car seat she could sit in a high back booster i think legally but she's still um in just like a regular five harness what do you call it five point harness car seat. yeah so she's in one of the two kind of captain's chairs the other is kind of for a floater for anybody and then the two big kids have boosters in the way back and that row i never really go back there and so sometimes i forget whatever they might have taken back there <laughs> both both food and then you know just toys and yeah it's pretty bad so well I, i'm in a very different phase of life than yeah. you are sarah also the other thing you know just just to give yourself to be fair to yourself you guys spend a lot more time in the car just because of the nature of where you live it's more it's more suburban you have to yeah. travel from one suburb to another to get to school to yep. get to anywhere i live and in a place where i can be anywhere anywhere i want to go is in a two mile radius almost all the time and your kids take the bus that's a huge and my kids take the bus yeah to so we so yeah. we're doing school drop-offs i will say um my immediate bubble of where I go is still pretty close. Most of my car rides are five to 10 minutes. Um, like 15 would be the outside. So they're, they are relatively short trips, but I think the school driving is a huge difference because to yes. and from school is like half the driving that I do. And if your kids take the bus, you're not doing that driving. Right. So. Well, in my littler kids, I do drive them, but it is literally like it's less than a mile. Yeah. I'm there. And I mean, I'm, I'm there in three minutes. Yeah. So on, I know, you know, on a wintry day, they'll get a ride, but there's not even time to do anything in the car. Right. There's, during no, that time ride. To there's no time. No. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. We spend a lot of time in our car. And in terms of like when and how I clean it, I feel like um, I mean, I don't think I'm any better than the kids. I I like the convenience of having things in my car that I might need. So the kids have we have a few books in the car. We'll have. You know, so I might clean it out twice a week where I take the things that really don't belong in the car inside. I mean, with our climate, a lot of the year we need sweatshirts in the morning and then not in the afternoon. So people are always leaving sweaters and hoodies and sweatshirts and those I'll, you know, take out and hang them up. Yeah. We have hooks in the garage. But um, it's yeah, I just don't I don't have super high standards. So I drive a little bit of a sloppy car. I and that's OK. And that's We've all okay. been there. I will say the end, the back and the um, hatchback or whatever you call it of my car, the trunk. Well, I don't even know what you call it in a Jeep, but um, that is getting a little bit cluttered because the, we're right now in a weather change period mm -hmm. in Michigan yeah. where the weather is really unpredictable. So I have like extra boots stored yeah. back there in case it, the weather turns and I'm out someplace and need a pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to change out my shoes or like I have a lighter jacket back there all the time because sometimes I'll be wearing a, you know, when I leave for six o'clock in the morning for radio job and it's cold and then I get out at 930 and it's warm. So, yeah. you know, right now I am kind of not using that space the best. It's a little cluttered. 
Well, that's a but good, that's just life. That's a good transition, actually, because what I wanted to ask about next is: Is there anything that you purposely do keep in your car? Because we've talked about the tendency to leave stuff in our car that doesn't belong there. But what things do we keep in our cars that actually maybe are there for a convenient reason, or you know, so a change of clothes or extra boots or anything like that? So, is there anything that you've found over the years, either this car or in the past, that it's helpful to always have on hand? I haven't. So heard. I used to always have hoodies in the car mm-hmm. for my kids. Um, they are much better now about managing that stuff for themselves. So right. I don't feel like I need to be as on top of it as I used to be. Um, sunglasses, for sure. The funny thing about my kids is like, I wear sunglasses every time it's sunny. Half of my kids really like wearing sunglasses and half don't. So I feel yeah. like that's like, it's, they're hard to nail down on that. Yeah. The one cool thing about Jeeps is they have a lot of like little hidey holes and places yes. to stick things. My car does too. So like we're under the passenger seat, the seat actually flips up and there's a little storage oh, area. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I think that's where I'm going to keep that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah any like socks or yeah. you know, just weird little things like that. And I, I think I'll just figure it out how we're, how we use this car. Cause we also yeah. have an older car that is the teenager's car, but could also be like the beach car. Right. If I don't want to be taking everyone to the beach right. in my right. Jeep every time. So that might actually be the car that ends up holding some of those extra things. Yeah. Sure. No, my car has some good compartments too. I have a really deep center console and mm-hmm. you know, nobody's carrying around like 50 CDs anymore. Like, I feel like that's what you used to keep in the, right. like a big CD wallet, whatever. Um, so I keep sunglasses for each kid because my kids, um, my kids do like sunglasses. Two of the three really like them. Um, and I have several pairs of cheapos that are all floating around. So I like to have spare sunglasses because usually when the kids will ask for them is often if the sun's in their eyes in the car or if we get somewhere. So they don't really need them. There's no reason to keep them in the house. I purposely right. keep them in the car. Um, I do keep a bag in the trunk with a spare outfit for each kid and And my kids, as we know, are four and almost seven and almost nine. So it's not like diaper changes anymore. But I've still just been places where for some reason or another, we need a spare change of clothes. And they're like, they're like the rattiest clothes that should go to Goodwill. They're nothing special. But sometimes somebody needs a extra t-shirt and I have even if I'm in a if if the kid in question has enough shoes where they can actually have a spare pair of shoes that just lives in that bag in the back of the car that's good too because I've had my California kids get in the car with no shoes on before and not help me <laughs> yeah. get somewhere and they are not wearing shoes um yeah. so spare clothes and shoes I try and I just change that out maybe like quarterly and look mm-hmm. in there and make sure if we haven't used it make sure that everything would still fit if we had to use it but um another a couple other tips i so you know the canisters that have wet wipes like the ones where you pull them out yeah. of the top um and those fit in cup holders the little you know the smaller canisters not the big lysol ones and those work great when they're emptied out as a little trash or misleading oh, yeah. bin for that third row so when my the the kids like i talked about how i don't go back there very often they each have a little trash can now they're not like they're not unwrapping a happy meal back there with that kind of trash but they might have like a some kind of little wrapper from something and then they at least have a little trash can back there and they're pretty good about using that and then we empty those out and i have a trash can a bigger one up front by me so i guess you wouldn't need any of those if you didn't eat in your car like we do but yeah um i will say we did always keep um and i tried to keep like a folded up plastic 
grocery bag mm-hmm. someplace in the car because those are also really great for trash, just like yes. incidental stuff, especially for, you know, if I do break my own rules, which I do every now and then. Yeah. Um, if there's any reason we need that. Um, I was just thinking when you were talking, I wasn't paying attention to you at all. I was just thinking, but um, I was just thinking actually one solution for me this summer might just be to keep a sheet, like an old sheet folded mm-hmm. up in the way back because then if we do go to the beach or we're sandy for some reason, I can just tuck it over that back seat. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And let the kids sit on that. Um, I usually, yeah, I keep a couple. I usually keep our beach blanket and a couple of spare towels at all times because we are. Yeah, I do, too. And I was just thinking, like, how is that going to work if I don't want to take my, you know, nice new car to the beach and get it junked up? But then the sheet would help. And because I'm obsessively going to the car wash, I'll just vacuum up the sand. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Have you seen, this is a side (laughs) note, but it's beach related. Have you seen the... um, the brushes the sand brushes or seen people brushing the sand off their feet with this actual it's like no. a it's kind of like a natural fiber brush it looks like a giant toothbrush like i mean giant like uh, like three feet long like a yard no. maybe not that big but um and then with kind of stiff natural fiber bristles yeah. and it, it is specifically for brushing the sand off you i thought that was so genius that so is genius maybe we should huh. look one up and link to it even though it has nothing yeah let's cars. check it out um because when i saw that i was like that is a great idea um so okay anything else we leave in there on purpose i think i think we covered it all so um now i'm going to ask you to get in your time machine and we're going to oh, talk boy. a little bit more about keeping kids happy in the car and some of the challenges of especially when you have babies and toddlers getting kids in and in and out of the car when they don't want to yeah and all of that so um is there anything that's winter specific i have a few notes but that's where that's where i have no knowledge any tips well, from your winter days of either warming the car up first or bundling them or not yeah bundling i mean them? the thing is technically you're not supposed to put kids or babies in car seats with coats on i've seen that that is easy when they're baby like when they're little infants because Mm -hmm. you just zip one of those you know sheepskin things up over their entire bodies or you know you cover them you get them in the car and then cover them with blankets or whatever it's a lot harder to do that when they get older and so often i would be looking specifically for really like slim fitting coats um but you know it's cold and when it's negative 20 out or even 10 degrees and freezing I don't want to ask my kids to take their coat off in the car even if the car is really heated up it's still not it doesn't feel warm and it doesn't feel you it doesn't feel like uniformly warm either you know so the seat that's right in front of the heat might feel great and then the back seat's freezing so I I guess I mean I feel terrible saying this but I just wasn't really stringent about that rule when my kids got a little bit bigger Um, I just did my best like I would put them in the slim fitting stuff as I possibly could I did use blankets Um, I would warm up the car first I would make sure that there's their straps were tight and snug where they were supposed to be. Right. And then I just tried, you know, on a really cold day not to worry about it too much because it's just, I feel like not very realistic sometimes. Um, those, those guidelines. Um, let's see what else. I mean, when I kids are really little, this doesn't really have to do just with winter, but it was like survival time. Like yeah. anything I had to do to make the car trip yeah. less horrendous. If that was because, you know, like remember having a baby that screamed in the car. Do you ever yes. have one of those? I had like oh, three yes. of those. Yes. Terrible. Whether it was, yeah. I would sometimes just talk out loud and like laugh at like just laugh out loud because it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I just wouldn't go places sometimes, yes. you know, just all the things you have to do, like get a sibling to entertain them or, yes. or how about hold the, the pacifier in their mouth while you're yes. driving. I remember doing that. Yes. Or how um, about um, 
car naps because my kids, it seemed like whenever I wanted them to nap in the car, they wouldn't. Of and course. then if I did it's not, want, which usually I did not want them to sleep in the car because we know I was pretty structured about wanting them to sleep at home, usually because I could get work done. And so I would do anything I could to keep them awake or I would plan drives like I would go, you know, we had like a fun children's museum and a few things in downtown Phoenix that were about 25 minutes away. And I was like, OK, well, if I'm going there, it's I got to leave at a time when they're not going to fall asleep because 25 minutes, you know, there's like the five or 10 minute car nap that yes. maybe won't mess something up. Um, and then the 25 minute one where their eyes open and they're like, OK, cool, I'm good. Like, thanks mm -hmm. for the nap, mom. And you're like, no, that was not your right. job. And then kids who transfer well or don't transfer well. Um, oh, to, to the, the car. car. And yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. You well, know, that carry them in. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I remember like completely changing plans around kids who fell asleep in the car and yeah. were the ones who wouldn't who wouldn't transition like I worked in the garage sometimes yes, yes. Um, or I would have the door open like I would leave the door of the minivan yep. open and then leave my house door open yep. and just sit like right outside the yep. door and, and work there get stuff done right there yep. because I was like I am not moving that kid yes no, I, I, another one I remember, and this is actually might even be a good tip if other people, when Violet was really little and was still in the car seat that snaps right out that you can carry in, yeah. um, we had a bathroom, like a half bath that was right inside the garage door in that house. And so before I left and she was not great about, you know, once I carried her in, if the lights were on and stuff was happening, she'd wake up. So I got really good about before I left the house, I'd turn the fan on in that bathroom and make sure all the lights were off. And so then I could care when we got home home I would make the big kids stay in the car just for a second and I would carry her in just right inside the door and put that car seat in a dark uh, bathroom with the light on and she'd continue sleeping for like another hour there where mm -hmm. she wouldn't if you know if if it was the normal like come inside and all the lights are on and all that so you get you get scrappy with these yeah yes with absolutely um, I just feel like the age where my kids are now it's so much easier with car seats installing car seats having kids get in another car remember how much of a pain that used to be like if you were if the kids were going to get in someone else's car or your yes. spouse's car or whatever oh my like, goodness all know. the switching back yeah, and forth and, oh my goodness it's like yeah so now i have one kid who does not require any booster um she still rides in one in our car just because it's there but she's legally and safety wise she's fine and then reed can just be on the little short one that is just covers you know just your butt and then yep. um violet has a car seat but she can ride in a booster legally so it's just so much more oh my goodness it's so you know, much easier it's so funny that we're talking about this stuff and th it's just kind of like when you're in that phase you're just yeah. in it there's yeah. nothing you can do about it really you can have little tricks and tips and stuff but really that's just going to be how things are and then one day you're going to look in the back seat and you're going to think all of my kids just buckled themselves up yeah they all got in by themselves yeah. i didn't have to pick anyone up and they all put on their own seatbelts. And then it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this time? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a crazy thing. But like, there's really you can't get you can't speed through where you are now. It's like you just have to wait and it'll happen. Like it really yeah. will happen to you. Yeah, it really yeah. will. Oh, I have another confession related to car seats. This has happened to me multiple times when kids get to an age where, <clears throat> excuse me, where they're still in the five point harness, big car seat, but they're old enough to climb in and sit there by themselves. So this mm -hmm. usually is like a three year old maybe. And um, I've had them climb in, sit there, and then I don't realize that they're not 
buckled because they're sitting uh, still and they've yeah. got their lovey and they're all ready to go. And I've got two other kids who can buckle themselves. So I know this happened at least once or twice with Reed when he was like a preschooler and it's happened to Violet. And if they're sitting still and they forget to tell you, I have driven, I've gone on short drives without, with a kid sitting in a car seat with no buckle. I mean, nothing, yeah, like nothing I've done around that too. them. And then they're like, mom, I'm not buckled. And, it's yep. funny and then you're like, ah, you have to pull over. I know. I, I have pulled over, but I've also gotten like to my destination, like 10 minutes away and had them be like, oh, by the way, I wasn't buckled. And, and it's funny because I've had them react in all different ways. Like sometimes they feel like really worried and afraid, like they broke the rules or they were really unsafe. And you have to be like, oh, you know, it was a mistake and you're safe. We're here. Thank you for telling me. And then I've had other times where they almost think they it's They like funny. yell at you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. other or, times where yeah. I got yelled at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they, yeah, exactly. Um, so that. And sometimes you can, happen. you can kind of make one of the kids like the police, like the yeah. police of that, you know, yeah. does everyone buckle? I kind of got in the habit of doing that. And then whichever like usually William in our house is yeah. really good at that he'd kind of look around and be like yep everyone's ready oh that's uh, a but good that yeah. still does happen to me every now and then um and I just I try to make sure I like check in with someone yes. in the back yeah but the other thing I will say I had a couple of times car seat confessions that this happened to me <laughs> where I put a baby um in their bucket uh-huh. and lovingly you know checked their straps and got them all like snug and I yeah. knew they were totally safe and then I go around a corner and the entire bucket flips because it wasn't in the car. Like it wasn't. Oh my gosh. I, so I don't even know how that happened because yeah. why would it ever not be? It must have been. I like it didn't thinking, click in. It didn't click in or yeah. maybe like someone used it in a different car. And then when they put it in it back just, in this car, they didn't actually yeah. install it. Um, I had that happen like twice when I want to say <laughs> it was either Jacob or Isaac. And I felt terrible, but it was like I had put all this and I was tired and you yeah. know yeah. distracted and like just wanting to get on the road there's so many things going on and you know and and I felt like a terrible mother but well we're having these confessions when you only have to go back like a generation or so and kids are right. sliding across like a, a row unbuckled with no my family loves to tell the story about the time when I was a baby I was in a playpen in the back of our <laughs> conversion van and they hit a bump and I flew out and hit the ceiling oh, like we nice. had a huge bump and I Nice. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we're improving things. That's, exactly. That's really funny. My kids are pretty happy in the car now, but um, I do. I'm very curious now about listening to music and like being the car DJ, because I feel like that's where I am now. And I wonder yeah. how that works as kids get older, and especially when you're the one driving, because this is different. Like it, radio used to be just one button or you'd push right. the button to go through. But we have Spotify and I have Bluetooth and we enjoy listening to either podcasts or Spotify in the car but there's a real safety concern because my kids think that I can play DJ while I'm driving and I really try to be super strict about you know even if I could just touch that one song and it's right there and then my cup holder I really try for them not to expect me to do that while I'm driving but they totally do because that's how we listen to music it's on demand it's on my phone and they know it's right there so that's one one thing I've started doing is like having song requests or, you know, sometimes it's an audio book or something, having those requests come in before we leave yes, the driveway. Yep. And with Spotify, you can like, Cue you can up. hit add to queue. And so they can, they can shout out as many songs as they want, but it's gotta be before I leave the driveway. So that's been kind of an ongoing thing to practice, be better at. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, so for me, I do have kids old enough who can also play DJ. Yeah, that helps. True. Um, and I usually have one of them in the front seat. So I will put them in charge if that's, there's a kid yeah. in the front seat. Um, I also just find that annoying. And I and it's my fault. I was the one who let it happen. Like on long trips, I'd usually be in the passenger seat and I would be the DJ. And now I've kind of come to the point where it's like, you guys, we're in the car for 10 minutes. Like, can't we just listen to the radio? <laughs> Seriously. Right. Or or I'm going to put on an album that I can just let play all the way through. Right. We have tons of playlists that right. the kids like most of the songs yeah. on. And so, but I'm not going to jump back and forth between songs right. because I just don't want to be like, I don't want to be everyone's, you know, servant right. either. It's like, I just want to, even if I'm in the passenger side, sometimes I just want to look out the window yeah. and all that stuff. So I agree. I agree. Yeah. When we're in the car as a family, I'm usually in the passenger seat, but I'm also kind of helping navigate if we're going somewhere, you know, going on a longer yeah. place. So then it's like, okay, no DJing right now. Um, but it's just so funny that this generation of kids, like that's how music works. It's just yeah. on your phone and you just, you know, you're not limited to the radio stations or whatever's in the CD player. So right. um, it is interesting. What about, um, what about navigating? So tell me about your cars. Does your car have built in navigation? Like that was maps? one feature I did not get on my car because they didn't have the color I wanted with all the other features with that. And I really kind of wanted it, but I decided not to get it because I would have had to wait or they wouldn't have been able to get me something else. Right. So, um, I just use my phone and I just, I just make sure it's talking to me over the Bluetooth, over yeah. the Bluetooth. Okay. And do you have a favorite app? Do you just use the na- the Apple, um, the one that comes on an iPhone? No, I think mine's Google Maps. Yeah. I prefer Google Maps too. I don't like the Apple one. I feel like it's even given me wrong directions before. Yes, I so, agree. um, yeah, I like Google Maps. It's fine. I'm really trying to get better at not needing to use my navigation yeah. all the time. Uh, I used to really love to print out directions mm-hmm. and have I find that it works better for me to have like a to be able to see everything at once sometimes yeah. I will just write down directions like the old days like I look at the map before I leave yeah. the house write everything down and it makes more sense to me the way I do it and I can see like oh so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn right I'm yeah. gonna be on this road for five miles then in five miles something else is coming up instead of waiting for the computer like yes. the phone to talk to me I feel like I'm miss and lose like losing skills yes. almost well and I I just feel like I've been burned too many times by it not if it, it not saying it right when you need it right or, or like yeah you're in the left-hand lane and yeah. suddenly it's like get over well I can't you could have told me that before yeah. yeah so I just really I'm trying to get back to where I especially when it's a place like I go to somewhat frequently um, and I really should just know how to do it and not have to rely on technology to get me around. I'm trying to get back to that being the norm for me, um, which, which is hard. I'm like, it's hard to train myself back into that. So no, I agree. And I was kind of like a a late adopter of, any kind of voice navigation. Cause remember when everybody had the garment, what was it? The garment? Oh yeah. The Tom Toms. And yeah. Like the yeah, ones I never, I, I didn't want those. I, I was didn't still, either. I, I was, was still firmly into printing out Google maps. Yeah. MapQuest. Right. Yeah. Yeah, MapQuest, yeah. Um, yeah. Same with me. And I just felt like I'd rather st- just like you said, study it ahead of time and know where I'm going. And so even though I love technology and I usually love technology that makes life easier and more efficient. This was yeah. one where I, I still kind of resist it. There's certain times, but even when I use it, I, really try to look at it ahead of time first so that I know approximately what's going to happen. And then when she comes on with her voice and tells me what to do, it's sort of like something that I knew was going to happen anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My car does not have it built in either. So I'm the same way. I like Google maps. Um, I sometimes Apple, the phone will still like, if you click a link, sometimes it still defaults to opening the Apple version and that's fine. It's not a big deal. Or if you use Siri, 
that it will default to that. And then I do have Waze, um, which is really popular. I think Waze, Waze, if you're not familiar, is W-A-Z-E. And it's um, very much a crowdsourced app. So it's really good at reporting like slowdowns and accidents and stuff like that on the road. I, I don't use, I don't think the kind of driving I do requires ways, but Brian uses it a lot because he drive he does a lot of driving where there truly are two or three different ways you could get somewhere and they're all relatively amount of the same amount of time. So I do think it's good for that because it will, if there's a slowdown or an accident, it will reroute you based on like very real time up to date traffic information. So I think people who drive around big cities or big sprawling metropolitan areas where you have a lot of options. Um, I think Waze is really good. I just yeah. have found that I don't need that level of sophistication. Right. I also think Waze sometimes will reroute you for like, if it can save you three minutes, it'll have you like get off the freeway. Yeah. And that's go never around. worth it to and, me. And in certain areas that we drive, that wouldn't be safe. Like uh-huh. I'd rather, I'd rather sit in traffic for 10 minutes than get off the freeway in certain parts of Los Angeles. So um, I don't like that. I feel like Google Maps is a happy medium. Like it does, yes. it will tell you about accidents and traffic, but I feel like it's not going to reroute you to save you 30 It doesn't seconds. divert you unless yeah. it really needs to. Yes. yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Google maps supporter. Um, well, I don't, this has been really fun. Is there anything? Yeah. Car really? Who knew we had so much to say about cars, right? I know. I know. And I feel like we spend a lot of our time and our kids spend a lot of time yeah. in the car. I would be very interested to hear from listeners who live in a big city or have a situation where they're not driving a lot, because I feel like it's this sort of cliche of like the suburban mom minivan and, you know, you've got your coffee in the cup holder and all that. But I know that not, not everybody's like that. So if you listeners right. live in a super rural area or a small town where you can walk everywhere or an urban area where you're taking public transportation with your kids I would love to hear what that looks like for you because you know that's not my life I'm living the more traditional minivan life over here so um, well, should we remind people about our Mother's Day challenge? We should. We wrap? So this yes. show is airing April 11th. We're recording a bit ahead of time because of our spring breaks. But when this comes out, it will just really be a couple more weeks left. So now we'll start to put some urgency around it. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're taking your handwritten cards and letters of encouragement to other moms. And we the ones we've gotten have been so heartwarming and so sweet and on all different kinds of topics. I just... Yes. Got one the other day and I'll just I won't read it but just to give a little preview it was addressed to a mom who's desperately hoping for a second baby and having trouble getting pregnant so that's yeah. really you know that's something relatable and yet really specific and so we've got messages for all different kinds of situations and that's our goal is to collect as many as we can and then we'll be sharing them more and more as we lead up to Mother's Day and we've got some fun plans for how to how to share them so exciting yeah I love it I love the ones we've gotten so far it's great well, I mean, it's self-serving, but getting mail is pretty much the most fun thing ever. So I get to check our mail. <laughs> you and get to just get the mail. The, but then you get to send, you send me texts of the yes. of pictures of it. And it's almost as exciting. It is very exciting. So um, you can find our address by going to themomhour.com and just looking for the Mother's Day Challenge little icon in our sidebar. And there you will find all the info you need, including our mailing address. So it's really easy. Just jot down a quick note, something that you think another mom might need to hear and send it our way um, and we'll keep everybody posted on that so great all right well um, the show notes for this episode will be at themomhour.com as well and that's all I got we will talk that's all we got next week yep see you then all right